Jaffa the Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress The best hour of your life you'll never get back Welcome back This is episode 7 of In Conclusion We Digress Thanks so much for listening And as always joined by Tom coming to us from Brewster, New York tonight Tom, what's going on? Hey guys, not a much other than the fact that I just drove through a blizzard for a couple hours. Uh, I'm just chilling. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably a good place for us to start today. What yeah, the what? fuck is happening with the weather that it's May the 9th and it's snowing? Like full that. snowing, like aggressively. Yeah, aggressively on and off throughout the day. I don't know. I think it, it, it's weird. some crazy-ass like warm front is coming because it's supposed to be like 65 degrees tomorrow. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But also... I thought I was about to slide right off the sawmill today. <laughs> like, actually, I think I'm off for taking the sawmill. I'm gonna be the sawmill is a spectacular yeah. part. Yeah, shut up. I've, I've almost died like three times on the sawmill, but it's fun for like fifty percent of my near-death experiences in cars. Kyle, what'd you say? It's fun. Alive. It's fun. It it's is only fun. fun if you feel alive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, nothing like an icy sawmill at three in the morning when it's pitch black and there's one street lamp every two miles. You gotta feel the road, Mike. Yeah. Any any experienced driver knows you have to feel the road. You don't drive with your ass. You gotta feel the road. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lance, Bobby. Well, of course, we also have Pat, Mike, and Kyle coming from Manhattan. So you guys have the same experience with snow as as Tom did trying to get around yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it was definitely snowing for a while, but uh, not. It didn't feel too extreme here. But I saw videos from Long Island that it was definitely much more significant. I wish it snowed I more because the fucking guy with the Vuvuzela was out tonight and it was really Oh my annoying. god. Like I understand we, we, we clap everything, but he was Vuvuzelaing. I don't know if that's the verb, but for way too long. Can we get a fact check on that? Can you uh, I can write that down to, I'll fact check that, yeah. Is Vuvuzela is that, available in terms of a verb form? The thing that bothers me the most or not bothers me, I think it's funny the most about it was the first night that he had it. I guess it like he had it but never used it. He was trying to um to do the vuvuzela and it was coming out very airy and he literally looked to his girlfriend and was like you, you probably better than this and handed it to her and she straight up just like trumpeted the vuvuzela she, she did it with yeah. such Made him look like him a look? real idiot she did it with such <laughs> passion yeah did she but he looked he looked at her like you know how to do this <laughs> <laughs> my Christ. oh my he okay, took it with then. such confidence. It's good to see that people oh, are yeah. still enthusiastically cheering on the frontline workers because they deserve nothing less than our full support. So if that's the way he supports and, and she supports in that matter, that's great. 100%. But yeah, moving to today's topics. Of course, we've already told all you guys how big of sports fanatics we all are on this podcast. And a couple of big pieces of news came out this week regarding sports and both pertaining to the NFL, which is where our focus will be today. So we're going to talk about the NFL schedule release, which came out on Thursday. Lots of really exciting games that are going to be coming up uh, once the season starts up again in September. But I think we'll start our conversation today with a very pertinent piece of news to our friend Tommy, who is a big Ravens fan, and Ravens safety Earl Thomas getting into a little bit of a uh, tussle, if you will, an altercation <laughs> with his wife. So I think we should start there and talk about yeah. correction I, I think i think there's a lot of stuff that we need to unpack from this incident because correction i mean what yeah. your ex-wife i was gonna say let me preface everything by saying that at the end of this whole ordeal it's a very bad look for him but also it because he was implicated in it and probably 
and pretty much caused it. But, you know, there are no ramifications that are, you know, being put back on him, which is a good thing. Yeah. Well, once you read the story, you know it's like what happened. I mean, yeah. Okay. Hit us with the story, Mike, because this shit is back. Mike, back it up. Let's go. I'm I'm reading. I'm reading the court document summary. So okay. Feel free to fact Mike me, but this is the court document summary. So it's plagiarism then. (laughs) Yeah. Cite your sources in the Uh, footnotes below. I'm I'm citing TMZ, which is a terrible citing source. It's like citing the Onion. Comparison. Onion. Yes. Earl and her had had a had a argument over his drinking, which I think is you know that's that that could be a commonplace in relationships when one person is a little bit of a heavy drinker. So then she claimed that Earl's brother Seth, who these two are very close, as so we just learn. like that, you know? they're like that, yeah, they're more than brothers. Picks him up in a vehicular. So then after that, for some reason, are they blood she, brothers or Eskimo brothers? Uh, both. Yeah, yeah. Ten, they frequent the the city of Paris quite frequent, uh, very frequently. Oh. As as far as we know, they were blood brothers when this all started. We don't know if they became Eskimo brothers or this was a previous relationship that they had entered into. So a short time later, this woman tracked her boyfriend down using the Snapchat Maps filter, which I had no idea was this accurate. She was yeah. able to find out that he was in an Airbnb nearby to them, but was able to figure out he was in an Airbnb that he had rented with his brother. So she called up her posse, which I imagine there was some sort of like 80s music montage where they were suiting up. It was one of those like suit up montages that you get in a heist movie. Yeah, Um, that makes it better when you say it like that. She grabbed his own pistol, which I think is hilarious that this guy gets stuck up by his own pistol. Grabs his own 9mm Beretta. The Beretta? My, how the turntables. And she was intending to scare him using the pistol, which, I mean, if that's your first resort for scaring somebody, you are already far gone. Mind you, a bullet in the chamber. Yeah, yes. it was loaded. A loaded magazine, magazine removed, but a bullet in the chamber. Safety off, motherfucker. <laughs> Visibly. <laughs> Documents, they have video evidence that she had the safety off and her <laughs> finger on the trigger. I mean, this is, this is funny, but kind of not funny. Oh, don't need it's to worry. Crazy. Safety is. So uh. when, when they arrived at the house, they, she discovered that Earl and Seth, brothers, I'm going to bring it all back to the fact that they were brothers, and all yeah, of you brothers. should be shocked, except for Pat, because he's from Suffolk County. But uh, yeah. they discovered Earl and Seth naked in bed with other women. So this is oh, when shit. she literally admits that she put the gun to his head, where, like Tommy alluded to, there is video evidence of her finger on the trigger and you can clearly see that the safety was off on this weapon. I didn't know about the bullet in the chamber, but now we are learning. The gun was less than a foot away from Earl's head. At some Gun, point in Guns time, work at ranges longer than a foot. Yeah, I know, Sometimes. but she, she meant business. When you hold a gun to, I guess, I, I've never done this, but I would assume when you hold the gun a foot away from someone's head, so you're not looking just to scare them. There's maybe a little bit of intent in the background. But you can, All somebody... Right, one of, the, one of the women who was sleeping with Earl and Seth, I don't know if they were making a sex tape or whatnot, but she had her cell phone out and was recording the entire incident. That's what yeah, I don't know if they were making a, a sex tape. They were definitely making a sex tape if she had her phone out. What the fuck else was she doing? Texting? Oh, that just like bothers me that you'd make a sex tape with your brother. Which, okay, well, a lot of things about this should bother you. That is definitely one of them, but, but continue. <laughs> And just to clarify, so you, you said 
women plural, right? It wasn't the same woman. It women with an e. It says other women. So yeah, there were multiple women. So it's it's I plural. Know. It's not just one woman that yeah. he and the brother were in the same bed with together. I don't think it makes no, it any better. It doesn't make it better. Yeah, it does. It, it does it. Yeah. But no matter the scenario, it's it's a little fucked up. It's it's, it's very fucked up. I'm an only child, so I don't really know how this dynamic works. But some of you with brothers, can you maybe fill me in on on how that no, relationship goes? No, we absolutely cannot. <laughs> I mean, story. At some point in time, she strikes him with the gun or with something. Hits she him pistol whipped him. Very possibly. <laughs> in addition, she supposedly threatened the other women, and this is a direct quote: uh, "says I got something for all you hoes." So she nice. was pointing the gun at them and saying that. Well, uh, apparently, if the, there's only one bullet in the chamber, she yeah, had something for one of them. Yeah, that's it. Or, or unless, like, she picked the perfect angle, maybe they were all lined up. But even so, nine millimeters. Unlike a James Bond type shot. But a nine millimeter is not going to kill multiple people, <laughs> even if they're lined up. Their heads could be empty, considering I mean, that they're prostitutes. I'm not a ballistics engineer, but I don't know. So this okay, is the well, thing that is weird about it. So I know everyone was saying that, that like it's multiple women, but the court records only are processing a protective order for one woman. Oh. So they say women, but they're only the protective order is only a two hundred foot or two hundred yard radius for Earl and his alleged mistress. So. Right. Break that Big down. <laughs> the other two women were uh, vandalizing the judge's yard the other day. That's that's a big yikes. The whole story is is just wild from beginning to end. And no penetration, no protection. Tom, it's truly a story for the for the digital age. Let me ask you, what? Tom, being the the resident Ravens fan here. So now with this knowledge of everything that's happened, can you ever look at him the same way being on the team, even if he is a good defensive player for you guys moving forward? Oh, I had a couple thoughts there as a Ravens fan <laughs> and as, <laughs> as a human being, I would hope. I mean, well, we also uh, sort of did overlook the whole Ray Lewis, you know, murder scenario. Oh, you guys didn't just overlook it because I lived in Baltimore. You guys overlooked it, took it, murdered that thing, buried it in a box in the backyard, and then never spoke about it again. Exactly. So it was that kind of betting, all right? Yeah. A if that, I'm just trying to say, if that happened, then this is uh, – this is just a flash in the pan. This is no, no, no one's, one's ever going to talk about this ever again. I mean, correct in Baltimore. No ramifications. Yeah, it's a weird thing. And I, if I can draw sort of a parallel to this, if you guys follow the NBA and heard about how Dwight Howard had, you know, a relationship with a with a transsexual that he didn't comment on, like that sort of went away. Other than me well, just bringing it up again, because because he's like such a. There's always shit going on in his career, so like people don't care. But I guess you're right then. Well, he was a dunk. Was he? He's he's an all. He's had a lot of. He's won the dunk competition. A, I think he has a dunk championship. Yeah, defensive player of the year. Made the year. finals once. He's an accomplished player. I mean, so is Earl yeah. Thomas. Earl Thomas is what a seven-time Pro Bowler. Like he's yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic football player. Yeah, he yeah. Is. But somehow this seems a little bit more low-key, and he, I don't know, he sort of. And he even reached out personally on his – I think it was on social media, and he was like, hey, this time, guys, can you just leave us alone more oh, or less? Which... Yeah, but the tweets were legendary. Which uh, – one of the – I got players? it, I got was it. Was it uh, Mark Ingram? I know. It was Mark Ingram. Ingram. He said, and he said, and I quote, bro, dot, 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 no questions. 
about your wife catching you and your brother banging the same chick. Then a gun gets involved. Nah, motherfucker, we got questions. Wait, wait. Is Mark, Mark, right. Mark, Mark Ingram ever, said that? Yes. Is Mark Ingram ever teammates with Earthon when they were on the Ravens? Yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah last oh, yeah. Year. Oh, this was his first year as a Raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, he's a, Mark Ingram's such a loud mouth, though. He's probably, that's probably not good for him. The organization's probably pissed at Mark Ingram. I can only imagine the locker room. The organization's uh, probably trouble. also like, yo, we do actually have a couple questions. Yeah. So, like, yo, you broke a couple laws in the state of Maryland. I feel like the Ravens, the Ravens PR department got the call and they were like, okay, so there was some fuck. police action yeah. involving uh, Earl Thomas. And they were like, oh, fuck, who killed? And they were like, no, no, nobody got killed. And they were like, all right, who got assaulted? And they were like, no, 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 not this time. And they were like, so Earl Thomas and his brother had sex with the same woman and they were like, oh, right. like we were ready for this. We had a folder prepared for something. <laughs> and his wife was trying to blow his head off. And they're like, oh yeah, we'll take that page out of uh, the Ray Rice file. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. I'm sorry to Ravens Nation because well, yeah, that was kind of, that was well, I mean, it's fair. I had to go got, there because, yes. hey, should never got a history happen. of unstable players. Is one way to put this it. is just like nebulous, though. I mean, the, those other scenarios are like, yeah, you don't kill people, you don't beat the shit out of your wife, but this one is just like, yeah, you got some ew. a weird taste in like strange yeah. thing. This is an ew, not a oh, not a fuck you. You know what I mean? Exactly. That makes any exactly. sense. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee you, there are far stranger things that do happen that we just don't know it. Well, of course, it's true. Yeah. What do you think? Like really, really rich people do? Like probably some okay, strange shit that we never hear about. <laughs> yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> Football. All right. Well, so, yeah, it's, it's a good transition because obviously the other big story of this week was the release of the NFL schedule. And regardless of the Earl Thomas story, the Ravens are one team that everyone's kind of looking at to be yeah. kind of the best in the AFC, if not the Super Bowl favorite this year. So there's going to be a lot of really good games with the Ravens and a lot of other teams. Oh, and- yeah. Giants, Ravens, bro. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> oh, talk. Get re- so what do you- Don't talk to- about us like that. Giants Wait, defense. can I make a Quar- fourth quarter against Ravens offense? Oh, I'm I'm shaking right now. So am I. I Look have good news for all NFL fans everywhere. Just amazing news for any NFL fans. Let's hear. Officially it. today, ESPN has announced that Booger McFarlane and Joe yes. Testor have been relieved of their duties as the Monday Night Football announcer. Yeah. That's still great. Still gonna be working at ESPN. So Damn, God, Jesus, that's job. Is there any lead on who's gonna be the replacement? Is Jason Witten gonna? Re- is, is he retiring? Oh, he's Jay, Cutler. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay Cutler. I, th- I think it's impossible to ignore the obvious in that without Jason Witten, their dynamic just didn't gel. Jason Witten and tied that trio together like I don't know, peanut <laughs> like butter. shit to the bread <laughs> and a shit sandwich. <laughs> there you have it, folks. There we go. That oh group was as strong as Jason Witten and renewed hairline that he had when he decided to appear on TV for an entire season. Yeah. But I think they wanted Peyton Manning and they offered him a stupid amount of money and Peyton Manning was like, I'm not going to do Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Like He's probably just waiting go, for a... But he'll go play do- golf with Tiger and, and Brady. Which is going to be sick, by the way. That's going to be a very fun, be fun event to watch. We better do an episode about it. We could do like a live episode. We probably could literally live stream us watching that. So we probably will do that. Wait, who's yeah. playing golf with Tiger and Brady? So uh, Phil Nicholson, yeah. Brady, and Tiger. Peyton, Peyton, yeah. And Peyton, yeah. 
It's gonna be a so, lot. Of tur- is turtle gonna turtle and drama? Will they make an appearance as well? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they will at this point. We uh, recorded our first uh, sports episode before the NFL draft. The NFL draft happened two weeks ago now. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts on how the first ever virtual NFL draft went, how you guys think your teams did, and yeah, and any kind of comments on the, the overall draft. So, Mike, the resident Jets fan, I, I actually personally think the Jets killed it, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Also, when I, I feel it. like we should provide context on this podcast. We have three Giants fans, a Jets fan, which is Mike, and the Ravens fan, which is Tommy. Right. There we go. I think the Jets killed it. Um, I wasn't necessarily super happy with the first round pick, not being one of those available wide receivers like Judy, one of those guys. But I do, but I do like the pick. I'm not that I'm saying I'm, I don't want to say I'm hating the pick, but I'm saying that as a Jets fan, I think everybody in the Jets fandom was leaning towards taking wide receiver. But a lot of the Jets social media was putting out that they were doing. I mean, it was either you know. It was either going to be that, like a, a lineman or a wide receiver. Those were the two options the Jets were taking first overall. And there was a lot of available talent on the board. But I'm very happy with our pick. I think it's going to be a great fit. He already had trouble with the law, which is very accurate for yeah. Jets' first-round picks in the last couple of years. So I'm happy with that. The only thing that I would have to say was I like the new guy, whatever Perryman that we just got in our wide receiver core. But we did lose Robbie, so I'm trying to hope to kind of develop that more. We got a lot of free agents, not as many as the 150,000 that the Giants signed this offseason, but, uh, you know, or uh, undrafted free agents. I might only preface that, but I am happy with that. I think we did a good job. We picked up a lot of guys later on in the draft that were steals. I got to go through the draft. And have steals according to, to Mel Kuyper, just so you know, <laughs> and, the, and the ESPN crew. At least Brand somebody up. thinks they're steals. The man looks like a bird. <laughs> there, I said it. I also I have a bold prediction that this year the Jets will have a uh, 2013 Knicks year where everyone's like rah rah. They, uh, you know, they, they regular season play. They they're above average. They kill it, and then they just get sharded on. 2013 and, uh, Knicks were the second seed, weren't they? In the East? No, 2012. No, 2012. Yeah, I think it was 2012. Which, which the one where they played the Celtics in the first round just got that was that was 2012. Uh, that was 2011. Yeah, that was the year before. They played the Heat sure? in 2012. Yep. That's, yeah, they played okay, the Heat well, in 2012. That's the year that I'm after they anyways. beat the Pacers. And then 2013, they were the second seed, and then beat the Celtics, and then lost to the Pacers. Or lost my the prediction Pacers. for the division. I mean, it's gonna. I, my I'm leaning towards the Bills, unless the Patriots do something crazy, like somehow get Cam Newton or do some weird magic where they pull somebody black, out of their ass or black magic but yeah I, was, whatever. I actually agree mike the bills no one talks about them they actually had a really good draft too yeah no one talks about how the bills traded for stefan diggs which is a huge move giving josh allen a legitimate number one receiver to throw to and the division's wide open the bills have a chance to really make a lot of noise now that the patriots kind of deconstructing everything and, and kind of going into a rebuild of sorts. Bills are going to be really good. I think that the Jets are going to be better than people expected. I know they're, everyone has them pretty, like, ranked low, like Vegas odds on them, or even lower than the Giants for uh, possible appearances in, like, postseason. But I think the Jets are going to come together. I think Sam's going to have a nice year now that he's got a little bit of protection, maybe some better hands to throw to. Uh, I think that the that Miami is going to be better. They're not going to be the, the bye week that they have been for the last couple of years, but they're still – and the Jets are still going to go, like, one and one against them like they do every year. 
Um, they might actually – I think Buffalo is probably going to take them. We might actually have a chance at splitting a series against the Patriots this year. Also, Dolphins, Devonta Parker is coming off of, like, a torn ACL or some shit, right? He's yeah. got yeah. blood in his eyes. He's he's going to – I don't know. That will be a good matchup. What do you think um, – how do we think Tua is going to do in the NFL? Given the injuries, given the fact that he's a lefty. Bama quarterback? Bama quarterback, A. B, lefty. C, injuries. Ooh, that was a fucking bad pick in my opinion. Lefties no. just don't play well in the NFL. They just don't. It was just the well hype the pick. Like they picked for the hype, not for the reality of the situation. They they had their own. They had their premonitions on uh, Herbert from Oregon. Uh, they wanted someone with just an overall broader span of athleticism. Um, plus, there's so many. I, I guess that, you got to feel bad also for what's his face, uh, Josh Rosen. Get drafted, then have the other team draft someone. Else else to replace you and then get traded and then have that, that team draft someone else to replace you. Jesus. <laughs> well, he'll Tough get break. his chance to prove himself. Yeah, it, it's going to be out of yeah, camp. he's they're skipping around early. To, they're going to pick a quarterback out of camp. There's no way they just give the ball to Tua because he's Tua. It's not going to be Josh Patrick Rosen. Too? Aren't they paying Fitzpatrick a ton of money? Is he still on contract? For Two years. For 11, right? They owe him $11 million. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, wow. honestly, is the smart, one of the smartest people in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He plays like really well in contract years and then gets a nice ticket, like nothing crazy, you know, that $10, $11 million deal over two or three years and plays like complete garbage, mm-hmm. soils it, gets, you yeah. know, either goes as a free agent or gets, you know, a cheap trade to some other team, then takes over a starting job from an injured person in a shitty market. not playing well. Yeah, yeah shitty market. A shitty market. But hey, Patrick. he is the he is the uh, Harvard version of our good friend Alex Moran from Blue Mountain State. He, uh, masturbation is just a, a handmade of the of the devil, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, because he's <laughs> super religious and literally his pull out game needs something to pay. You for talking him. about him he's or Phil Rivers? Like six kids. He's Phil. <laughs> yeah, both. Yes. Of them. Phil Rivers got like <laughs> Phil Rivers had probably had sex eight times in his life, resulting in the birth of twelve children. Well, well that's actually an interesting thing, bringing up Phil Rivers, because I don't know if you guys saw, I think it just came out just literally today or yesterday. Phil Rivers has already been appointed a coach in waiting for his local high school. That is all his kids are going to play for. He's going to be a yeah. high school coach mm-hmm. when so he, he finishes up his NFL. Until he's 89 years old when, when his last kid turns 18. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, that's his future. He's going to be coaching high school, guys. Pretty exciting. Shouts, daddy ball. <laughs> like his son's going to be no good. Like He's going to be probably shit. Not because be really nothing against Phil Rivers. What is He's, he's got yeah, a lot of chances. He's going to be like a 5'5", five, five, like, linebacker. <laughs> well, just going back to the AFC East for a second, I, one thing that I really jumped out at me about the schedule for next year is the fact that, for context, the biggest story in football this year is the fact that Tom Brady left the Patriots and now is on the Buccaneers. But still, with all these people departing the Patriots now, the Patriots still slated five primetime games this year. And it's interesting because their quarterback – I, I couldn't even like right now. The two quarterbacks are Jarrett Stidham, who has Brian thrown Hoyer, maybe right? two. Yeah, and Brian Hoyer's the other guy. They, they but, like what they saw out of him out of Stidham, though. Brian Hoyer, oh my god! Don't take away primetime games from a team until they prove that they're bad. Yeah, bring Tebow back. You don't just like because they, they've been good. What they've had winning seasons, what nineteen of the last twenty years. Probably. You got to give them primetime games. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta imagine we see Josh Rosen. Somehow end up in New England. I don't know. 
Also, <laughs> with respect to the Patriots, the Patriots' defense did everything for them last season. Their their offense was not all, anything to write home about. Like they had that one game with Antonio Brown, where Antonio Brown was sick. Like they had that Josh Brown, Josh Gordon. Yeah, game they weren't consistent. It was sick. But like once you lost both those weapons, and it was like. Tom Brady throwing to Julian Edelman, who, like, yeah, I get he was a Super Bowl MVP, but he's still, like, a below-average height white receiver with a beard and an addiction to supermodels. Like, he's, he's also, not it's, that it's, great it's, of it's a not, It's not yeah. bad. It's just that he's, he's a little bit past his prime. He's been – the wear and tear has, I'm sure – He's gotten, also – oh, yeah, he's old. He's scrappy, as the, as the announcers would say. He's a scrappy player. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they say. You know, it should be cool, and I know it doesn't have anything to do with the draft, but I'm curious to see how Josh Gordon gets along with Russ up in Seattle. Oh, pot's legal, so he'll be fine. Yeah, it will not matter. <laughs> Why do you think Josh Gordon was moved to another weed league or another weed legal state? Like, he went from Massachusetts, and now he's in Washington. Like, he's in heaven. Are you kidding? No, I'm, I'm still I'm saying, I, mean, I, I want to see if they gel well together or – it just doesn't work. Honestly, I'm speaking of primetime games. I'm kind of proud of the uh, of the Jets a little bit here. I mean, we, we get one, two, usually that's what we're working with. So we have our guaranteed two. We have uh, Monday night football against the Patriots, and we have a Thursday night football against the Broncos, which is going to be like two retards trying to hump a doorknob. But <laughs> True um, we also have two games at the end of the season – uh, one against the Rams, uh, Sunday, December twentieth. But that's a possible flex game to that will be the day a- to the day after or to that day. And there's one against the Browns, which is also a flex game, which can be either or day. Like why? The, well, interesting. Because I don't know. Because they want to give Baker airtime, and the Browns are the Browns. And at the, the moment, Ravens, they still have OBJ. The Ravens have them week fourteen against the As long the as Odell's too. on the on the Browns, they'll always be kind of a circus, and the media is going to always want to point their camera at them. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, how much longer is he going to be on the Browns though? TikTok. He's getting traded. Apparently, that's what they're they're saying. They're going to have no leverage if they're just going to be announced that they're. Oh, we need to trade him. No, they're going to let him have like one or two good weeks if he even has that. You know, smacking people in the face with his pate Philippe on the on the uh, on the. The gridiron, and then it wasn't a Patrick like, right. Philippe, it was a Richard Mill. No, it was Richard Mill. Yeah, First I think all. that the I think the Browns are going to be another tr- a train wreck again this year. It's a poorly run organization. Yeah, yeah, and ba- Baker's out of shape, right? I, Baker's out of shape. They have a young, aside from Odell, they have a pretty young wide receiver squad. They have Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. Landry's good. Proven good. He was underwhelming last year, though. I mean, the whole team was, except for Chubb. Yeah, I guess you're right. They've, what, a guaranteed six losses, basically. They're going to lose twice to the Ravens, twice to the to the Steelers, and they're probably going to lose twice to the Bengals because, honestly, Joe Burrow's going to be good. I, I'm going to say it. I think he's going to be good. Likely, yeah. I mean, they yeah, did probably. I think Maybe not a stud, but he's going to be like – like Baker had his flash in the pan, and now he's just like a completely mediocre quarterback. I think so. He, Jeez, is is that a Browns curse as of late or what? Yeah, probably. As I mean, of late, they got him some protection. I'm I'm specifically talking about Johnny, but that's all. Yeah. That's fair. Well, he just that was by his own doing. So I think we should probably talk about the the Giants for a couple seconds, and then we could talk the games that I had actually written down that 
more appealing to me as a Giants fan for this year. The Giants open up Monday Night Football against the Steelers. November 2nd, they are also on Monday Night Football, but they're playing uh, the Bucks. So Tom Brady comes back, but not against Eli for the first time in, like, forever. Then December 20th, they're playing the Browns. So if Odell is still with Cleveland at that yep. point, which, again, is a major uncertainty, that would be Odell's homecoming yep. to play the Giants. And then the week after is December 27th against the Ravens. So those are four games I think would definitely I'm, be interesting to watch as a Giants fan. But yeah, I mean, the Ravens surprised. are going to rearrange our faces. Right. Uh, yeah, any given Sunday, number one. Number two, I'm, I'm surprised we only got two primetime games, both on Monday night. But uh, this is the second year in a row. We have no scheduled Sunday night football games. Either. We have Saquon's thighs. We, get, we have Thursdays. There is a Thursday night game. There's a Thursday night. Yeah, but, I never, but usually they do the Cowboys and Giants is like the first, second Sunday, Sunday night game yeah, of the we, season. But the Giants have been just so, so awful. Yeah, recently. you can't have them be prom time. So we'll see. The Giants. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about their picks though? They could have done better with the first pick. Eric Flowers 2.0. You heard yeah, it here first. I think that I, I think the. The, who is, was it the, the cornerback? He's more motivated than Eric Flowers. Yeah, he does. He, 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 he does, he, he's not one to take. Like, Eric Flowers is very like, oh, I'm big. I'm going to get by on you know, my massive size, size and yeah. just raw talent. Right? The other side of the guy doesn't strike me as that no. yeah. type, even though he is similar in stature. And not to mention, I think his what – are, what are some of his drawbacks? I haven't really I – think, I think it's kind of just his, his pushing off ability. Yeah. His footwork is very good. <clears> they said he was one of the more yeah. NFL-ready – Lineman, but not picks, which is he doesn't he has a lower ceiling than other picks, but he has he has his higher floor. That's how they described. Well, I, I think uh, I don't remember who said it on the draft, but someone said that it is the safest pick in terms of what you know you're going to get out of someone, in, which is like, what they at least the first round, which is what they, they needed certainty. Yeah, so. but they had like two tackles ranked above him. That's what it was, right. it was also what they said. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, hey, I, I've always been. I think in general, if you're a team, you got to stick to your guns. I know you have the highest ranked, uh, but the Giants have been making me doubt that sort of ideology lately because um, their draft track record the last few years, with the exception of, I guess, Saquon and Daniel Jones. Saquon was, you know, obviously a known quantity. He, he was, mm-hmm. you knew he was going to be good. So the, I might even yeah. count that. Um, and Daniel Jones was kind of just, again, we don't know how he's going to turn out. Obviously, last year was. I think very good in general with him if he can limit the, the turnovers, which is a fixable problem. Yeah, I mean um, he was working that was with just, what he had. That yeah, was just a super true. like think about it. That was kind of a lucky pick from Gettleman. Like if if he Daniel Jones did not show what he showed the past year, he got he hadn't figured Gettleman their GM would have been gone, and they would have been taking well, the quarterback in the first round. I guess they Herbert probably kid from Oregon probably. Yeah. Uh, or they would have traded up to take Burrow. Yeah. Right, which I don't think they would have because they fielded offers. The yeah. Bengals fielded um, offers. But the Giants also have a history yeah. of overpaying for the first-round pick, i.e. Eli Manning. Even though they oh, tremendously. Even though they didn't actually get the pick, they overpaid tremendously to get Eli Manning from the Chargers. And he got yeah. you two Super Bowls, so I don't really know if you consider that an overpay. Fair. At the time, it was overpaying. They gave him like four, like three or four first-round picks. Yeah, but I mean, well, you got two Super Bowls and the Chargers got – Jack Diddley squad. True. Bunch of uh, first round eggs. Bunch of children. Kids. Yeah, a bunch of first round eggs. I, I think last point on just the Giants pick, I think it's good for the standpoint that it proves that they want to move forward with Daniel Jones. I think that'll give him a lot of confidence moving forward to kind of say, we're going to invest in a strong offensive line so that you can perform to the best of your ability and not have someone kind of, you know, to look over your shoulder towards or any sort of pressure in that sense. He can just kind of continue his development and know that. He's the quarterback moving forward. So I, I like that aspect of what – I like their second pick the most. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah I'm very safety, excited right? about that. Yeah, the Bama? safety. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just sounded good all around. People are surprised he was still available. So I think they did a good thing with that. And it was obviously, like, very necessary. The secondary was garbage last year. Good cover safety, hard hitter. Um, the reason he fell was just because – his 40 time was a little substandard. Yeah, that's what they said. It was like substandard. I'm like, okay, well, if he's the best cover safety in the draft, I don't know. Yeah, people, Just, people look at those things. Yeah, true. I mean, obviously the 40, the 40 is like religious. A, to, a very big deal, yeah. People, scouts. people swear by that. Staying with the NFC East, I think, as we saw last year, it's just a, a dumpster the fire. Worst division um, of it's the worst division of football. The Cowboys – Although I think they had a good draft, I still don't think the Cowboys are anywhere near any of the other NFC teams. But I'm curious. I want to hear what you guys think of the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts in the second round. I think they're telling the the ginger, get it together now or you're done. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I don't think that. I they're, think they're, they're ready to they, shit or get off the pot with him, man. They're done with all these injuries. They're done with every five seconds they need to have a good backup quarterback. I think they're done. I think they're just – Contingency planning for him inevitably getting hurt. I don't know if they want to get rid of him. I think they just know he's going to get hurt, and they're like, well, we're going to have to overpay for a backup until he's no longer our quarterback or can manage to make it through his season. Well, no, but I think that's why they're trying to just be like, hey, we're going to do this, but also he could take your spot. I mean, I think they did it for the depth chart name. Wins hurts. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Cowboys, I, I know you guys are going to shit on me for this, but, like, their wide receiver core is stacked. It's really good, yeah. yeah. Mari Cooper I mean, isn't, isn't – He's inconsistent. You, you don't even need that. Like, you have, you have Michael Gallup, who's going to be obviously your number one guy. And no. Mark Cooper's going to be – No, Mark Michael Cooper's Gallup? your number one receiver Cooper, over Gallup 100%. Really? Michael Gallup's not that good. He was a 1,000-yard no. receiver last year. But that's his first, like, big year ever. You got Gallup, you got Cooper, and then C.D. Lamb, who they took in the draft, who's probably going to be pretty sick. I mean, I bet. I'm yeah, he's going to be pretty really bananas. Good. It's a, it's a good receiving core. You got you to gotta give credit where credit's due. It's a good, the Cowboys have a good offense uh, if Dak can even throw the ball somewhat decently. It's, so. it's, all, it's all built on their very stout offensive line. So right. You can drive a truck yeah. through the holes they create. Yeah. And like life, death, and taxes, it's the Redskins are a dumpster fire. I don't know That's if there's true. anything good thing to say. <laughs> they're going to put their faith in Haskins, uh, who didn't really yeah. much at all last year. I mean, obviously, they're going to chalk it up to it being his rookie year, but. He didn't start every game, did he? No, no he, he started yeah. like less than half the games, I think. Right? Yeah, I thought he yeah. started. Yeah. Well, Jay Gruden had that one game against the Giants where he just completely botched the transition, where it was like, okay, I have uh, who, who was it? Um, Case Keenum, right? Yeah, I think Case so. Case Keenum, yeah. and they were like yeah. mid-game, they were like, they're coming in. Alex Smith Sorry. is coming back though. Alex Smith, I was watching his workout videos the other day. Uh, his leg sort of looks like uh, the Winter Soldier's arm from the Avengers, but he he was doing some footwork drills. He was putting pressure on it. Dude's old, though. Yeah. He's old, and that is a bad, bad, bad. One of the, it's the worst injury. It's one of the worst injuries you can suffer. Oh, no. He well, did did you guys leg. see the E60 clip that came out, like, last week about how he almost died? Like, he almost yeah. actually, like, died from that injury. Which is yeah. crazy because it's a broken leg. How does that happen? Yeah, how does that happen? It was a the but it was a tib fib, so that's one of the worst. So it's as bad as it gets. Yeah, it, it, bacterial infection. Yes, it was viral. It probably killed. Mutated. If it almost killed, it don't. Almost. They barely saved. What would have done? Yeah, but he was moving pretty well on it. Like 
I don't know. I he's mean, not coming back. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, Mike, like, you're crazy. He's 36 years old, can barely walk. No, he was moving what? well, and it's, it reminds me of when Peyton <laughs> no, broke his no, neck. No, I mean, no, 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 A guy no, who can sit in the pocket no. and make consistently good We're moving throws. on to the Ravens another... because Mike is just <laughs> spouting <laughs> bullshit right yeah, now. Yeah, you're bugging out, dude. All right. Tom, talk about the Ravens. Tell me what you're excited about, aside from the fact that you're going to win the Super Bowl. I thought that the first – I thought Queen was a great pick. Strengthen the D-line a little bit. Get in there. You know, um, actually, second pick, that kid uh, Dobbins, I think he's going to be – I think that Ingram's going to be a great role model for him. I think he definitely has the potential to be way better than Ingram was. And I know, you know, Ingram kind of got tossed around for a couple of years and stuff. And, I mean, what is he? He's 30. He's not even that old, but, like, I would say he's sort of like built the same way. He runs the same way. He's a good downfield runner, like open field runner. Um, and once he gets through, he's not stopping. I think that um, if they have the ability to those two together and Ingram's going to take a leadership role, that this kid could be good. In I mean, I'm not the biggest college football guy, but it, what I see in him is Ingram 2.0, like a little bit stronger, a little bit taller, able to get through the gaps easier yeah that's that's what i was hearing about him when they made the pick that's what they were saying that he was kind of like very similar to ingram and it would fit like nicely yeah i mean at this point it's like they're just trying to sharpen the point right i mean i don't think they have any major areas that they necessarily need to improve on and they you know i don't think they had anyone leave so it's a super bowl team and they're i just think they're just so young that's the only factor there. And, you know, last year's loss obviously devastated everyone, but it also gave them the experience and, and the ability to understand that pressure, yeah. too. So We anticipate uh, Earl Thomas I mean, potentially making the uh, transition from strong safety to wide receiver this year. <laughs> Why did I know that was coming? <laughs> no, that's that pretty early on in the season. Not early, not early on, but, like, pretty early on towards the end of the regular season, the beginning of the playoffs. You were pretty confident, Tom, that your Ravens were going to be in the Super Bowl, almost to the point where you decided you were going to host a Super Bowl party in order to rub all that in our faces. Mm-hmm. And we, we did make you for it dearly. But do you actually have expect? Do you have expectations this year that the Ravens are, you know, a, a high Super Bowl contender? I know I think some of us picked them earlier in our last sports episode. But we we gave Tom, I guess before we gave Tom, we're sorry for your loss, but. After the Ravens were eliminated, yeah, we had a box of tissues, right? And uh, I was not there. Something else. So the Ravens have the second best odds to win the Super Bowl at the moment per CBS Sports. They're thirteen to two. The Chiefs are four to one, and all of our picks was um, the Saints, and they're eleven to one. To answer your question, I have yeah, I do have legitimate faith that they will win. It's not a reach, obviously, but I mean they have Hollywood's young. That guy, Anthony Thomas, is young. Chris Moore's young. Jaleel Scott's young. I don't know. I just think that that was a, a big lesson, and they're not going to fuck around, obviously, when they get back to camp. So, yeah. Do you think Lamar is going to be able to repeat what he did last year even somewhat, or do you think he's going to have to adjust now that the league's going to adjust to kind of his style of play more? I don't know. That's a good question. And there's always the health aspect of it too, right? Like you could also argue that Pat Mahomes could have had a better year if he was 100% healthy. Yeah. For sure. And, and I mean, that's what comes into play, right? Like, is he going to be healthy all year? Is something going to happen? Are they going to have RG3 have to come in and then, you know, eat two losses or eat three losses forever? You know, whatever it is. I think that if he can stay consistent, yeah, he can. 
the schedule. I mean, the schedule, they do have a difficult schedule. I'll give them that. Aside from conference play, I think the Titans are going to be, you know, better than everyone thinks. I mean, I know they kind of made a splash towards the end of the year. I think the Eagles might be a little bit better than everyone thinks. You know, I think the Chiefs yeah, – and the Chiefs are up there too. So, I think that the his ability to just stay consistent is going to be, you know, the proof in the pudding. And obviously, you know, building – during camp, building on that relationship with the – with those young receivers. I think, you know, they'll probably start to push, like, Willie Sneed out because he's an old Willie bag. But – but I digress. Here's the fourth. Tom, bringing up the schedule and stuff actually brings up a good point because there were a couple of Ravens games that I wrote down that I think are going to be really, really cool to watch this year. So first, they're actually playing the Titans again week yeah. 11, which, of course, as we all know, is the repeat of last year's playoff game. So I'm sure the Ravens can be looking for some revenge in that one. Yeah. And then they're playing the Steelers on Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving, excuse me, which will be cool. They're the primetime Thanksgiving games. So that'll be exciting to it's watch. It's a great as rivalry well. for Thanksgiving. Um, it is a great rivalry. I just honestly, like candidly, I mean, obviously I have a bias, but I think that the Steelers still have a little bit more rebuild to do before they're more competitive. I mean, I know that, you know, they, they make things happen and Tomlin makes things happen, but at the same time, I don't think that they'll be at the top of the conference. I think it'll be the Ravens and Bengals, actually. Big Ben is just so fragile at this point. You can't yeah. expect much more yeah. from him. Well, he, he was contemplating retirement before last year. And he can't move. He's probably been eating Cheetos for the last five years. Wait, wait, have you heard about his offseason? His offseason is crazy. So he doesn't believe in any offseason workouts. His offseason, yeah. like, ideal offseason workout day, is I think he – Gets up, does a little bit of yoga, then goes and plays golf with his buddies and drinks beer. Like, that's what he does in preparation for the season. And when you're, what, a 38-year-old? How old is 38. he? Yeah, 38-year-old yeah. quarterback who, like, barely has two right feet at this point. You got <laughs> uh, to take care of a little bit more of yourself there. Well, kind of speaking about holiday games, too, and moving more to, like, the league-wide schedule, one of the other games that I was actually really intrigued by the NFL is actually doing a Friday game, which you never, ever see. Who is but it? they're doing a – it's a Christmas Day game, which is okay. Christmas to Friday this year. But it is the Vikings and the Saints on Christmas Day, Friday. That's a good game. It's a good is game. it in Minnesota or is it in that is awesome? I believe it's in Minnesota. Oh, you like oh, that. You like that. <laughs> on Christmas. Okay, okay. Minnesota. Okay. Happy they have a dome. Yes. Oh. They thankfully have a dome. It'll still be cold as balls there. Yeah. Getting in and out of stadiums. That'll Wait, be are we still talking about Earl Thomas? The last couple of games that I wrote down just uh, that I thought were interesting, and then if you guys saw any that you thought, happy to have you guys chime in as well. But Packers and 49ers are playing week nine. So, of course, that's the rematch of the NFC Championship game from last year. The opening game of the season starts September 10th is the Chiefs and the Texans. So, that'll be a good game as well. Texans have always... They're always been competitive somewhat, but I don't know. This year will be interesting to see how they do. They're the kings of the first round exit. Right. And then the other ones I wrote down, Bucks and Saints, also the opening week one. Brady being in that division now, so Brady Breeze will happen twice a year, which is cool. Right. Yeah, they'll they'll wheel them both out in a wheelchair by the end of this. <laughs> no, the thing about the Brady that I saw an interesting article, and I really didn't get too into it. I just kind of skinned it a little bit. It was talking about how that the Gronk, Brady dynamic was starting to give diminishing returns towards the end of its tenure in in Mike, uh, say it in the layman's Foxborough. terms, please. <laughs> basically, basically what I'm saying is that, that they were on their way 
like that was not necessarily the top combo anymore towards the end of Gronk's time with New England. And now that they're bringing him back, years removed from the from you know working with Tom Brady, years removed from playing football, that people are I think more skeptical over how they're going to do. Like getting Gronk on that team is not necessarily like the end of all be all. He's going to be. I don't think it. I don't think average. it makes them significantly better. No, I don't I think so well, but, either. I think it's going to be a money grab for them for a season, maybe two. And it basically gives them the opportunity. It gives Brady and Gronk the opportunity to say, you know, fuck it, well, let's do it for old time's sake. And it's, I don't know, it's pure entertainment. Not that it's going to be pure performance, but well, it'll definitely be pure entertainment. How it's going to affect performance? Is it's actually brilliant because they know that Gronk, you know, they know he's old, they know he's years removed, Slim but down. he's still gonna be a he's still gonna be a threat, like a threat. Still got well, at, least a, at least a, at least a perceived threat, and that will open up targets like in their wide receiving court, yeah. which is dominant. Godwin between yeah. Mike Evans and and yeah, I think Chris yeah. Godwin as well. Chris Godwin was a beast, especially for me in fantasy last year. Humble so, brag, humble brag. You're, you're, you're probably gonna commit. You're probably gonna commit a strong safety to to Gronk, which is gonna you know, open up the deep threat, especially for Godwin, who caught like a number of bombs from blind Jameis last true. year. You're still going to suck, though. <laughs> I think now that Jameis can see, he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Did anyone see that? He decent. couldn't even read street signs. That's how bad <laughs> no his eyes were. Way. Yeah, so he couldn't read street signs. Now he's like, oh, it's really great. I can read all this shit. And it's like, dude. He's going to show up a wild thing. He's going to be wild thing for a major league where he's going to like, they're going to put the glasses on him while yeah. he's going to throw like a 100 mile an hour fastball down the plate. That's going to be Jameis. All of a sudden, Jameis Winston is suddenly one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I will laugh my fucking ass off on this podcast. More than you're going to very see, Uncle Rico esque too. You're going to see <laughs> fucking players going for LASIK unnecessarily. They're going to be like, "Well, it worked for Jameis." Like. <laughs> Back in '82, if I had that laser corrective eye surgery, I would have made pro. <laughs> we we go we to one state. I'd be soaking it up in a hot tub with my, my soulmate. soulmate. Well, the Uncle Rigo side brings up an interesting point as well. No one talks about uh, Gardner Minshew. Like, what what did the Jaguars do? <laughs> he still 177 to one. They're the like worst ranked odd <laughs> yeah. team. Let me hold on. I have that open. I I can confirm. I mean, per every year, pretty much. No, you know? they are not the worst team. The Jaguars were there. The Bengals still have the worst. The Bengals and the Washington Redskins are even with the with the Jaguars. I don't know. I well, probably, I think they were just. They were tanking at the, the end of last year. So. Absolutely tanking, yeah. I mean, the end of last year. The whole year. Yeah, what? How many wins did they have? One? A few. But I think, I think so, they I had think two a lot wins, of things, no? A lot of things didn't go their way in the beginning, obviously, with a lot of losses. And at that point, they were just like, fuck it, we're not even going to try. Yeah. So I think last thing, just since, Tom, you missed our first episode, we all made our Super Bowl picks and everything, so – are you riding with the Ravens, or do you Try to think make it there might be someone else? Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm riding with the Ravens. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to buy you another balloon. It's going to be more than that. It's going to be it's going to be chocolates this time. We're going to send you like a floral arrangement that you. At get least he gets dies. some excitement, an- and his team isn't just disappointment. <laughs> it's going to be an like edible arrangement. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I will either I'll say the Ravens, and then I'll say Ravens and Seahawks. Ooh, ooh, okay. Outside pick. I like it. I, real quick before we go, uh, I guess we're going to make it a thing. Jerseys. Is it oh, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, every, we're going to wear jerseys for our sports episodes, except for Tom, because, you know. Because I can't the, sit still for five football. minutes, so I had to take a two-hour road trip again today. <laughs> no, <laughs> can confirm Tom has his uh, New York Knicks boxers on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I fart into them every day. Is that why Sorry. we lose every, every game? Probably, yes. <laughs> no, I wear New York Knicks boxers because they lose every game, so then I fart into them. That's that's how oh, that makes more sense. Though. Just like the Knicks, yes. they come up short. There's obviously a lot still to talk about with the NFL. We'll get into more again, division by division breakdowns and stuff as we get closer to the season. Which at this point, we're already in May, so we're not really that far off from training camp and everything. Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely do more NFL episodes. But I think for today, we'll we'll cap it there. A lot of exciting things happening in the NFL. It's been welcome to have sports news. That's not just that things are canceled. So that that's nice to see. So with that, we'll do our traditional closing statements before we wrap up here. So, Tom, let's start with you. What do you got for us today? Oh, wow. Putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm actually coming to enjoy Bud Light seltzers lately. Um, I think that uh, it's a move over at White Claw. Just for me, because I'm gluten-free, so it brings up my manhood a little bit because it says you Bud don't Light say it. it. You don't say you're gluten-free? <laughs> Just saying that. That's what I wanted to share with everyone. They're not half bad. So you have to be, wait, so drinking a white claw makes you less of a man. <laughs> yes, factually, statistically, yes. Check the research. Oh, geez. Okay. Wow. So then I will not show what I'm drinking. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> you. Uh, to me, looking forward to sports coming back. I know tonight is the UFC fight and another plug for my favorite sport, uh, the other football. They're coming back next weekend with Germany. There will be games on Saturday. There will be games on Sunday and there will be games on Monday, including a very interesting Roar Derby uh, between Brucey Dortmund and Schalke. But thanks for listening. Like, subscribe. Very nice. Mike? Uh, yeah, it's good to be talking about sports again. Um, I really hope that actual sports come back, at least hopefully in the next week, so I don't have to spend the entire weekend watching sports being commentated on in German. Um, it's going to be, be great. English, first of all. And just to reinstate no. what I've said before, still would not watch the WNBA. Why, Mike? <laughs> that's, that's the most fundamentally sound basketball you will ever watch. And you need to learn a little <laughs> so bit well about coach. fundamentally sound basketball, Mike. That's accurate. I'll allow that. That's totally accurate. <laughs> <laughs> can we post that video of Mike just with the worst basketball shot of all time? Can we post that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like a freaking volleyball set. I was going to pat to you. What, what are your uh, closing remarks? I'd say hang in there. Uh, sports are right around the corner. Um, and also, please uh, support me in my time. I'm not drinking for at least the next month. So please tweet. Please support me and my journey. Uh, hashtag Pat Sober Journey. Pat, best of luck to you, man. Uh, sending well wishes your way. Hope that goes well for you. I think closing note for me on um, Pat's original point about sports coming back. I know the focus of today was football, but for any baseball fans out there, another really encouraging news came out this week that MLB actually sent over proposals to the MLB Players Association for their new proposed system, and they're talking about potentially having baseball back end of June or potentially opening day July 4th. So that's something that's really exciting news for me, just to have that prospect back. So that'll wrap things up for this episode of In Conclusion, We Digress. Thanks to all of you at home for listening. Please like and follow us if you like what you hear, and please follow us on social media as we'd love to continue these conversations online with all of you. If you have any thoughts on anything you've heard in the episode or any ideas of things you'd like us to talk about, please DM us. Always love hearing from all you guys. And with that, we will catch you guys on the next one. See you next time.
sponsors. Peace out. OnlyFans. See you guys.